Happy Mother's Day, babies! Whether you have a great or could be better relationship with your mother, or if you have another form of a female figure in your life, this week's episode is all about recognizing and thanking all of the fearless moms out there, and we'll also share a bit about our views on motherhood and everything that comes along with it. Heidi, let's yes. kick it off. <laughs> let's talk about our relationship with our our mothers. Our mamas. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's do it. Damn, I'm going to just say this episode might make me cry. So bear with me. Same, I should have prepared, <laughs> prepared some Kleenex. But wow, I consider myself to be very lucky to have a very close relationship with my mom. She's my mom, but also my best friend throughout the years. I think we are close because even though we don't agree on everything all the time, I think as I've gotten older and seeing my mom establish a life for us in the States and work so hard to provide for me and my family, also my dad too, whether mm -hmm. it was working as a waitress at restaurants or being a lunch mom at schools, it just makes me want to cry because it's those continuous selfless acts that she has done in order to get me to where, where I am today. So I owe so much to her because I cannot imagine what it was like to leave your country, not know the language or people, and then start from nothing, but still able to give me everything. How about you, Hannah? Oh my gosh. Well, I just wanted to say that Heidi has a beautiful relationship with her mom. <laughs> I remember the, I think the first time I saw you were like Snapchatting someone once and I was like, who are you Snapchatting? <laughs> You're like, oh, it's just my mom. And I was like, oh my gosh. Or a emoji or like Snapchat avatar. Yeah, it, was, it was very sweet. But oh. yes, totally relate to just how much our parents and our, and our mom sacrificed coming mm -hmm. to the US. Um, for me, my relationship with my mom, if I'm being totally honest, was very up and down yeah. in my teenage years, kind of rocky. Mm -hmm. um, but as I've gotten older and I've had to live in the real adult world, it makes me regret a lot of the things I've said to her or done to her in the past because I feel like I was so sheltered at that age and I had no idea how hard life was because, damn, life is hard. I think we're both <laughs> yeah. feeling how difficult life is is as an adult and but it was mm -hmm. even more difficult for both of my parents because like none of them spoke that much english when they came to this country mm -hmm. but i would say with my mom we're a lot closer now that i'm older and we fight a lot less frequently because i realized that damn she was right about a <laughs> lot of the things we fought over and i really understand her perspective now but mm -hmm. at the same time we do have different views on certain topics and subjects but at this point we've kind of and we've gotten into so many recurring arguments in the past we've both just learned to embrace our differences at this point mm -hmm. yeah i also have to relate to the up and down wasn't always sunshines and rainbows either i had a bit of a love and not as much love relationship with my mom during my teen years as well i've also said many regretful things too. And if I'm being honest, I think I said one of the worst things you could ever say to your mom. And this happened during a time when, you know, you just wanted to fit in with your friends at middle school. And I was just always jealous of the friends that got to hang out and do things whenever and 
whenever and whatever they wanted. And so I remember Mm -hmm. I couldn't go to a birthday party sleepover. And when my mom said no, I told her that I wish I had another mom. I'm the worst. I think every, well, I don't want to make assumptions, but we've all said things to our, our parents and our moms that we regret. Like, I know that I've told my mom that I hated her before <laughs> yeah. and like, I don't, I love her so much. Yeah. And, um, but like going back to what you said about, you know, certain cultural, um, things that, that your mom might've shown you mm-hmm. growing up, I, to be fully transparent, I know that there were times when I felt embarrassed almost that, mm-hmm. you know, my family is the first generation to come to America. And I, now that I'm older, I feel shame over the shame that I felt about my culture at the mm-hmm. time and how my family wasn't Americanized enough. Yeah. Um, but I, I think now that I'm older, I really respect how much effort and sacrifice my parents, my mom made. This mm-hmm. episode's about her. Dad's episode <laughs> will come later. Will come later. But, <laughs> yeah, like they came to a country, they didn't know a single person. They were very poor yeah. and they were able to establish themselves. So successfully. And I, I think that they, our parents, our moms don't give themselves enough credit for it. And neither did I when I was younger. Yeah. I, I relate to that. I was also embarrassed about my culture and family and like my family not being white enough. I remember, I don't, wait, Hannah, do you have a middle name? Yes, I do. <gasps> but it's also not a very like traditional American one. Oh, that's cute. Um, but I remember growing up, I'd always see friends with middle names. And there was a point where I like made up my middle name. I, I made up my middle name was Stephanie. So that <laughs> out of all more, the middle names. Out of all the middle names. So that I could be more white. But now I think it's 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 cool that we have different cultures we can relate to. And when yeah. we are mothers later down the line, if that is what our life comes to. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully we can provide an environment where they feel celebrated in their cultures. Obviously the generation is different, but I relate, man. Now, now I think like we're really proud about, about our backgrounds and cultural identities yeah. and want to be tied deeply, tied deep, deeper into it. Yeah. My, my middle name is actually Y, just the letter Y. And I think it's named after my mom's last name, which is Yin, Y-I-N. But I remember like kids would always say like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, oh yeah, it is weird. So every anytime anybody would ask me about my middle name, I just kind of was like, oh, it's, it's not that important. You know, kind of trying to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing was my last name. Like people would be like, oh, how do you pronounce your last name? And I was always yeah. embarrassed to say like, oh, it's like cow. Like, oh, like cow. Oh. Yeah. So... I'm over it now. A client asked me how to pronounce my last name this week. And I was like, cow, like, like the, like the animal. Like, that's how you say you it. You say that proudly. Yeah. I'm just like, we should be proud of, of our heritage. Yeah. Hannah Cow. Remember that mm-hmm. name. Moo Cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I also think when you are so close to a parent, like with our moms, I don't know if you feel this way, but you're mm-hmm. also most afraid of letting them down. I think this also ties to knowing how much they've sacrificed and you know that they want you to have a better life. They want what's best for you, but 
I also think that comes with maybe perhaps more traditional expectations of what she thinks a successful life is. And sometimes we disagree on what success can be and like maybe what I want to achieve in life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's always going to be something in the back of my mind. Like maybe I'm thinking my mom probably wants more of my life, even though either I won't be able to achieve it or it's not the life that I want to live. I, it's interesting that you say that because I actually didn't feel as much pressure from my mom growing up about like, you need to go to a really good school and get a really good job. She was always very supportive about anything that I wanted to do as long as Mm -hmm. it was, you know, realistic. But Mm -hmm. even though she was so supportive, I feel the same things that you're feeling. Like I need to do more (laughs) and I need to be more successful to make up for the sacrifices that she made for me. So it's interesting that even though we had different perspectives, it, it, Mm -hmm. we still have the same feelings of like, it's the inadequacy. Yeah. It's what? (laughs) The immigrant child. Yes. Yes. Feeling. I also think it's with like the Asian culture. We, you have this sense of duty to, I want to say perhaps take care of your parents when they're older. Mm -hmm. So with that comes say it's like financial success education success whatever it is to provide for your parents and that's I feel like that's also always going to be something in the back of our minds of are we going to be able to provide for ourselves and our own family but also for our parents when they do reach an age where they need our help even though it's great to be super close with my mom it does make it a real struggle when I want to flap my wings and explore life. Um, For example, when we had to move to SoCal after graduation, one of the hardest things for me was to be able to move but not feel guilty. I think seeing how sad my mom got of the idea of me moving far away, it was also hard for me to like pack things up and actually move. And even though she adjusted to it, I know she wasn't truly happy when I was so far away. So it just makes me feel guilty when I do want to be further away from home for a little bit or just be more adventurous with life because it's like, well, my mom doesn't, she, she's going to miss me. I'm going to miss her. But sometimes there comes a point where that separation will happen. Yeah. And I think that may be, it might be a big reason for why we are both finding it so difficult to move out right now. Yes. Um, like hundred percent. Yeah. So it's interesting that, you know, your mom really misses you and she doesn't, she doesn't want you to leave. But my mom, like when she dropped me off at college, she didn't even cry. She was like, I'll miss you, but I know that you're going to, isn't, yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> your mom is strong. <laughs> she is. And I respect her so much for her because if she cried, I definitely would have started crying. But yeah. like she dropped me off and she Ubered herself to the airport and she didn't shed a single tear. And she was like, you're going to have a good time. I'm, I'm like not worried about you. And the, she had the same perspective for when I moved to LA. She was like, you're starting a new job. Like you're starting your life. Yeah. And like, you can always fly back home. But even Aww. though she was so supportive of me, like moving out by myself, it I still felt the guilt of like, I can't go home and visit them as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. So when I think about my move out plans, I subconsciously begin to count down the months that I have left to spend with with my with my mom and living under the same roof as my 
um, family because a huge part of adulthood is seeing your parents for just a few times a year, like maybe just for the major holidays, which mm -hmm. makes me really sad. Like mm -hmm. when, when I turned 18 and moved away for college, it didn't hit me just yet that this was truly the last time I'd be living under that same roof with them and seeing them all the time. And the, the one positive thing that came out of for my family relationship with COVID is being able to spend more time with them and moving home with them. This also relates to, I think for us, Hannah, we were given the chance to live at home because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, it also feels bittersweet seeing my mom age. I don't know if you can see the differences, but mm. like when I look back on pictures or when I plan day trips for us, I have to consider more of their mobility levels or physical endurance. Maybe they need to go for a bathroom break more often than usual. It's like there are more considerations that we need to think about. And it's just sad and beautiful at the same time seeing our parents or our moms aging. But I also think that adds to that level of responsibility of like, hey, I'm no longer a kid anymore. And at some point, my parents are going to truly depend on me. And that's a scary, but also cool thought. I think I, in our one of our first episodes ever, when we talked about like, what is our greatest fear? We both kind of expressed that it was watching our loved ones get older and, and seeing ourselves get older. And this mm -hmm. definitely plays into that worry that I think the both of us have about the passage of time and what <laughs> it means for us. So Heidi, in honor of Mother's Day, if you had to write a letter to your mama, what would that sound like? What would you oh, say to her? Girl, it's a poetry <laughs> contest. Well, first of all, I can't write poems, but <laughs> this, this is my take on a letter. Pretend it's all in Chinese, mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Language of your choice. But okay, let, let, let me let me start this. this. Is gonna, this is so emotional. <laughs> like we both teared up when, when we were thinking about what we wanted to say to yeah, our moms. And I don't think anything that what we say will truly capture our thoughts and feelings yeah so we just gonna put that out there if you cry I i'm gonna start crying <laughs> okay okay i won't cry no cry let's <laughs> let the emotions out this is my mother's day gift to my mom so okay mom. you should give her the timestamp of when you start oh my God. <laughs> but anyways okay hi mom thank you and i love you mom not many people can say they talk to their mom frequently but I feel very lucky to be your daughter. Thank you for supporting all my violin lessons, even though it took up your entire paycheck. Thank you for driving me to all my extracurriculars or picking me up from orchestra rehearsals or trying to be more open-minded to the Western culture so that I could fit in a bit more amongst my friends. And thank you for always being down to cook me food, even though you've had a long day of work yourself and for always wanting to run errands with me or go to places I want to go, even when I don't <laughs> have anyone else to go with. And thank you for making it to all of my orchestra concerts. So I always had family to look out into the audience. Thank you for getting on stage with me when I had stage fright during speech competitions at Chinese school. Um, thanks for giving me a bond that makes it so hard to say goodbye, but also for being easily the, the person I miss the most. And 
most importantly, thank you for always supporting me, even though it might take a while for you to come around to my decisions. You the bomb mom. Oh, I made it through. <laughs> Damn. Am I going to be the one to cry? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's hear it, Hannah. Well, no, I just wanted to say that your mom is like so happy every single time I've seen her on like camera and video and that just everything that you say just completes this image that I have of of Mama Heidi (laughs) or Heidi's mama. (laughs) Damn. Okay, let's hear it for Mama Cow. Okay, Mama (laughs) Cow. Miss Yin. <laughs> Miss Yin. All right, listen up. <laughs> After any ups and downs, arguments, or words that I've said in the heat of the moment, I always come back to feeling really guilty and upset at myself for letting my temper get the best of me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I only ever saw the 10% of all the work that you did and the sacrifices that you made for me because 90% of it you did quietly and you'd never told us what was going on or what exactly you're doing or how much how tired you were a lot of the times and even though i can get really impatient you never treated me with that same voice is shaking oh my god it's okay okay. (laughs) we'll make it through (laughs) (laughs) all right um you've never treated me with impatience back and you always have been my support whenever i struggled with work as i'm doing now relationships and my general purpose in life and you never brag about your accomplishments or hold any of your sacrifices above me. And that makes me both happy and sad because I feel like I don't, I didn't understand you the way that I do now. Mm-hmm. So when you would send me to piano, ballet, and art classes, I remember feeling dread at having to practice piano, work on my art, and do all these extracurriculars on top of my schoolwork when I saw none of the other kids had so much to do outside of school. And I didn't feel enough appreciation for you and sending me here and there, paying for classes, paying for the materials. And I wish I said this more often when I was younger, but thank you for everything that you've done for me, for teaching me your values and showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, mamas. Oh, that was so sweet. And I've only spent how many days, three or four days with mama cow, but I can, I almost feel like she's my mom too. <laughs> just oh like, my gosh. She considered, didn't she say to you that you are now her daughter or some yeah. something, or maybe my dad said that? <laughs> I love both of your parents, but I can see the amount of life that your mom has been through and like the amount of wisdom that she has. Girl, she, she coming in? She, she Dude, I, heard, I heard something. I was like, what is that? <laughs> no, she's not, I'm just hearing things. So I feel very fortunate that we both have our moms um mm-hmm. I think just like thinking a day without my mom I would like die <laughs> it's so no same <laughs> like I oh, I can't imagine what it would be like and I can only hope to have that kind of like mother-daughter or mother-son relationship mm-hmm. so man shout out to our moms and all the other moms out there that do things in silence as you said Hannah there yeah. are so many things that we don't see and it, it's just crazy. It blows my mind. If I think to all the, there are so many things I, I've only told my mom. Like I haven't told my dad, my bro, I'm not, I've not even told my boyfriend. Like only she, she's like the person I trust the most with that. And 
to think that there would be a day that I don't have that person. It just, oh, yeah. I don't, I, let's not talk about that. We'll talk, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right, so we've given a lot of love to our mothers and they've done so much for both myself and Heidi and we love them all so much. Hey BBs, a mid-episode break to say thank you for still tuning in. If you are enjoying this week's episode, please give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review or send us a voice message. All right, back to the episode. But now if we think about the future and, you know, when we eventually, maybe potentially become mothers, um, Heidi, I'm curious to hear what kind of mother you would want to be. Oh, man. If I could be a quarter of the mom my mom was, I would be very happy because growing a child, let alone pregnancy is hard, but taking it to school, feeding it every day. I'm not sure why I'm, I'm referencing the baby as it. it. <laughs> but I think I would just get so impatient with my kid. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I would hope that I have that patience when the time comes. And I would hope to also be close with my kid, someone that they can come to without any judgment and fear. But I just think being a mom is such a scary scary thing and something my my mind right now cannot fathom so bowing down to all the moms and fathers raising a child is not easy what about you hannah oh same if i could just be 10 percent of what my mom was in terms of her patience and like mm-hmm. her resiliency i think that that's good enough in my book but yeah. i Yeah, I totally relate to just having a kid right now seems like such a foreign concept. And it's weird because we're at this age where some of our friends do have kids. And I'm like, are we are we playing the same game? Like, I feel so differently (laughs) at this phase of my life. Um, But I mean, hopefully that mother motherhood tendency, uh, nurturing aspect is something that will come when you are growing a baby growing something yeah yeah (laughs) but i think ultimately i want to emulate all of those nurturing qualities that my mom was able to share with me Um, i want to be someone that my daughter or son is able to trust Mm -hmm. i want them to be able to confide in me no matter how badly they screwed up or how pissed they think i would get and i think part of creating that safe space means that I need to do a lot more work on myself to be more understanding of what adolescents and teenagers are at that stage. And I almost feel like it's easier for me to relate right now than it would be for me to relate when I'm like 30 or closer to 40. Cause like the teenage years were not that far behind me from where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think I'd also want to raise them to be confident and not internalize their struggles. So this is one thing that I experienced when I was growing up. I was told to focus on making myself better whenever, you know, other kids would bully me, when mm-hmm. teachers were unfair or when people were just mean and, and not nice in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that led to some confidence issues or 
more internal struggles later down the line because I was told like don't speak up about it just kind of you know keep it to yourself don't stir the pot mm -hmm. and I think as a mother now if I ever saw something like that happening if someone was being mean to my child I would speak to their teacher like I, I would go right up there and be like I heard I know this is happening <laughs> what are you doing about it you know mm -hmm. let's make something happen or I think I would want to advocate uh, them to advocate for themselves or speak up for themselves. Right. And I think this is so important because immigrants and especially Asian immigrants tend to silence themselves. And I just, I just really want to help change that for the next generation. And mm -hmm. I'm just tired of Asians being branded the model minority. And I'm tired of people assuming that we can't stand our ground and speak up for ourselves. So that's definitely one important lesson or quality that I want to give my my children say it louder for the people in the back stand up for yourselves guys stand up for yourself <laughs> man yeah I I agree hopefully with our generational knowledge or the experience that we've been through has equipped have has equipped us with the tools that hopefully we can pass on to future generations but this is something that I, I know like we both want to work on in the yeah. corporate environment. Oh yeah. And in other situations, but I love that point, girl. <laughs> All right. Mom is hard. I just like did you I know wanna, it's, do I really want to do that? And it's crazy to think that this could be a possibility to in the next five years. Five years passes by really quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's going by even faster. Baby shower, Hannah? Dude, hell no. I'm not trying to start saving up for that. <laughs> oh my God. I don't foresee myself having kids until like 33. Like give me another eight years, please. Oh my gosh. I would spoil your child. My child? Yeah. Oh. I'd be like, I'm going to be your godmother. <laughs> oh my God. You would be such a good, you would bring, you would have really good gifts. I know. I would, I would have, I would be the cool aunt. But also yeah. make sure that they love you. <laughs> yeah, I. If you had a child, I would bully the kids who whoever decided to bully your kids. Like I would bully them back. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe you should pop one out. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Just kidding. Just kidding. Podcast guest. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding as well. Um. All right. In all seriousness, now we've talked about you know our relationship with our mamas, our future goals for ourselves as mothers, but something that we can consider in the near term is how are we going to spoil our mothers for Mother's Day that's coming up? What are some Mother's Day gift ideas that you want to share with the potty listeners? Let me let me see. Let me see. What have I gifted in the past? Well, most recently, and every mother is different, but this year I gifted my mom some perfume. It's mm. not something I would have thought to buy for my mom. And I wouldn't have expected her wanting this, but because she is someone that never asks or something, but when she does express interest in an item that probably means she's like been thinking about it and like really wants it. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this is my signal. Um, so I got her that past, past years. It was usually like a Fitbit. Or like AirPods, but I think it's just it's nice now when we have full time jobs that we we can spoil our moms materialistically or 
unmaterialistically whenever we'd like. And it, it just feels nice to know that we have the capacity and capability to take care of them in some ways rather yeah. than no ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wait, did you give her the perfume already? Yeah, I, she, I mean, she was with me at the store because I didn't know which, which one she wanted. So she, oh. it wasn't even a surprise. She was like, I was like, yeah, I'll just pay for it. <laughs> oh, too cute. She was fighting with me at the cash register. I was like, bitch, get out of my lane. Like, <laughs> Wait, oh, she was fighting to pay for it? Yeah, she was like, no, don't pay for it. I'm like, please let oh me my do gosh. my part. <laughs> Isn't that so funny that like, even though we're both living under their roof and like yeah. eating their food and using their laundry, their laundry. They still don't, I feel like it's like, this is the least I can do is to like pay for takeout or like whenever I would go pick up food for our family, I would pay for it. My mom would be like, let me transfer you the money. I was like, exactly. girl, are you like, you're crazy. You about to retire, like keep <laughs> that money for yourself. I have yeah. income coming in. So, you know, let, let me take care of it. But it's, it's interesting that they're still just like, and not letting us pay for things. <laughs> yeah, it's like in their eyes, I think will always be a child and yeah. I think that's what precious what it is precious about our parents but at the same time it's like damn just just let us pay the bill let me treat you to take out or I don't know whatever you want to do perfume yeah <laughs> what about you Hannah what are some gift ideas or what are you planning on gifting well I love spoiling my mom because she never spoils herself a few years ago either for her birthday or mother's day uh, I bought her a Mason Pearson hairbrush and she loves it and she still uses it to this day. And I got it for her because I knew that she would never spend a hundred plus dollars on a hairbrush. Like she'd be like, that's ridiculous. And it kind of is ridiculous, but. Wait, what, so what makes it so special? I've never heard of this Mason Pearson brush. Oh, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I use it sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me see what this, what does $130 do to my hair? So it's expensive because they use like, well, Mason Pearson is, has been around for a, a very long time. I think it's like a, like 50 plus year old brand. So they've started like as a handy, like handcrafted goods. And now it's, you know, been able, since it's been able to sustain itself to like 2022, you know, there, there's going to be some quality in there, right? but they use like boar bristles. Um, so it's not like the plastic bristles. Um, and because it's using like natural, I don't know, fibers, materials, oh, shit. it's supposed okay. to help you. Like if you brush it from root to tip, it's supposed to distribute the oils from your scalp along the ends so that your <gasps> roots are less oily and your ends <gasps> are more moisturized. I need this, my oily ass hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've used it. I don't Does know it if it works that well for like, maybe my hair is just too dirty. <laughs> no. But yeah, it's also good for like scalp massages because the bristles Aww. are very, you know, they can really get in there. Mm, that's cute. Yeah, Man. well, she likes it. Yeah, so every time she's brushing important. her hair, she's thinking of you. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to treat her to some quality items that she's going to use for a long time. Like no point in getting them like $20 gifts here and there. Might as well save all of that and buy like a nice $100, exactly. $200 gift. I know our parents don't care about like the price tag of a gift or whether or not, as you mentioned before, like we're, we're living under their, their house, under their roof, you know, we're eating their food. 
And I think our moms are special in the sense that some parents expect their children to give back or send money back once they start making money. I know some friends, they like actually pay rent to their parents. And I, I feel like I should be doing this, but I feel very lucky that my parents don't expect, expect anything. And I recently overheard a conversation my mom had with her friend and her friend was complaining how one of her daughters wasn't sending money back to her, LOL. And I just, I remember hearing my mom responding, saying something along the lines of, as parents, if we see our kids happy and being fully independent, then that's like the greatest success and all we should ask for. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said something about like, I'm not asking for money, but rather like, can you give me a peace of mind and fend for yourself in the real world when I'm no longer there? I was like, damn, some moms or parents, they are, they're all different. And I just like, again, I keep, I keep saying we're lucky, but we really are lucky that our parents are so selfless and don't expect much from us. We truly are. I've heard similar stories from my mom and her friends where, I mean, we know a family friend whose daughters are living at home with her and she's asking them to pay Pay rent. rent. Yeah. Which is like, that's fine. But I just feel grateful that my parents are like, you need the money right now as a young adult. Like we're fine. We have no use for an like additional money every month. So I just feel grateful that there's no expectation for me. Um, but I think because there's no expectation, I almost want to like do it even more. Yeah. So it's interesting that like when they do have the expectation, we tend, or like people tend to give the money over kind of like begrudgingly. They're like, oh, I don't really want to do this because you asked for it. But if they don't ask for it, you want to do it more. So like interesting reverse psychology trick going on here. (laughs) I know. And I also just want to put this disclaimer out there that we know that we're in a very privileged Mm -hmm. um, situation and we're not, uh, how do I say this? We're not trying to brag, but like truly we, we are very privileged and lucky to be in the situation that we are having, getting to like come back home with open hugs and open hands with no need to touch our wallets heavily on a month to month basis. Yeah. And I know that there's some people who have strained relationships with their, their families and their moms. So I, even more reason to be grateful for the relationships that we do have. Yeah. Do you want to recognize that? So good mm-hmm. call. Good point, Heidi. I almost said call out. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> All right. Corp- no more corporate, corporate. speak. <laughs> but going back to something you said way earlier um, yeah. on how, you know, our parents don't expect anything from us. I think it comes from maybe the fact that they don't value the material gifts as much anymore. I feel like Mm. this is a trend that I see with older people in general, because you've experienced so much life. You had like 40 years to buy all the nice cars and nice clothes that you want. And you start to realize it's, it's really not the things that matter, but more so the thought behind the gift that you get. So Every so often, either for her birthday or her their, her oh. anniversary or for Mother's Day, I remember I would use I used to make handmade cards for her, and she loves those 
more than the pricey gifts that I've ever given her. Um, probably because she's finally seeing a return on all the art class money that she <laughs> invested in me. Um, yeah, so it's I I like making the cards for her. Unfortunately, I feel like I don't have as much time now to oh that's the thing do that for her. Which yeah, it sucks. But like she brings, she still looks at the cards like Dang. every year. She just likes that's to look so at sweet. the right. It's it's really cute. Frame and she, it. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere she just has like a stack of cards somewhere. Um, but like also off topic, my dad still has artwork or like Father's Day gifts that I made for him when I was literally like nine years old. He has it <gasps> in his office, in his cubicle. And I've never been to his cubicle, Shut so I didn't up. know. Yeah, oh. and then he sent me a picture one day and I was like, I barely remember making that, but he still has it up there. Maybe he's too lazy to take it down, but it, I don't know, it just warms my heart. Those are the moments you live for. Oh my yeah, God. exactly. So sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, our parents have had, our moms have had a lifetime of accumulating things. So I <laughs> <Lots> think, <of laughs> yeah, we have a lot of things too, which is why I'm like, can I just get you a trip somewhere? Like we don't <laughs> need any more things in the house. So I think gifting experiences, like maybe buying ticket tickets to a show or splurging on a nice vacation for them if you if you have the money to do that is really meaningful as well and during the pandemic i also provided some cheap gifts like i cooked a nice dinner and like <gasps> special meals for my mom on mother's day and her what birthday did you cook? i made oh this was a whole this was a whole ass ordeal i don't know why i insisted on making the pasta by hand but oh, i made oh, her wow gourmet it, and handmade shit it wasn't as good as like there's something off about the texture but she she told me it was great but i knew she was lying i tried the pasta myself but i made her like a um what is it called alfredo pasta oh shoot and alfredo i've made so her like paella like a span the spanish oh my, rice dish this is some elevated dishes wow <laughs> It's it, paella is actually easier to make than than you think. It's really just like putting all the all the ingredients together and letting it cook on Let on the cook. stove. Oh but I God. also remember I oh I made her like tiramisu. I made her like matcha oh cake. God. This was this was when we I had a previous job and I had time to kill, so like I would literally just bake on the, <laughs> during the work day. So I had a lot of time and got to try a lot of recipes from that. Um, I also remember for her birthday last year, I cut up fruit and arranged mm. it artistically. So that took like 20 minutes. Oh, my! I wanted gosh. to make her like a homemade edible arrangement. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to cry. This is so sweet. I probably make my mom like scrambled eggs. <laughs> Good source that's of protein. So oh, my gosh. But that's so sweet. Man, Mother's Day should be celebrated every day, man. Sending all the mothers and fathers flowers on this special day dedicated to you. We hope this episode gave you the extra push or reminder to tell how much you appreciate and love your parents. Thanks for joining us this week, BBs. Bye and happy Mother's Day. <laughs>